Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org. So feel free to move if you need a, a quick break for water and cheers with me or bathroom break. Please do so. Let's take a minute so and then uh, come back and share some reflections. So let's let's give it a minute. Uh, 10:44 on mine. Uh, it's a couple of minutes. 10:46. We officially begin. Is that good enough? Or is that too short? If you need longer. Take your time. <laughs> well, so um, thanks for joining and for your interest in, in sitting. And Mark, what are you bringing there? Tea or, or, or <laughs> water or, or water. mimosa? <laughs> mimosa. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I wanted to just share some recent reflections on, on pleasure and guilt. <laughs> so, um, and, and, you know, learning to be aware of that, to use our, our breaks to pass when we're feeling too stressed. And, um, yeah, and just how we can be mindful and intentional about our consumptions, uh, recognizing our cravings and bringing a compassionate awareness on that. Uh, yeah, and we're binging on, on media or film or TV or Netflix, whatever your preference is. <laughs> so we all have those <laughs> pleasure and guilt. And my mine is uh yeah, those guilty pleasure. Mine is dancing. It used to be dancing. <laughs> I don't know what is yours. <laughs> so you, you could apply the same. <laughs> uh, I, I say dancing because I like dancing a lot and I used to sometimes not enjoy it because I would feel so guilty that I would go two or three times out dancing. And sometimes even after I see Shane, I'll, I'll get my clothes ready in the car and just kind of wait a little bit to, <laughs> to get back into reality and then just get hit the club. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, um, you know, I recently had an experience where I just like spent hours, long hours watching a, a, a move, a, a series in, in front of the TV, and but not 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 bad enough to stop. <laughs> and so perhaps that has been some of your uh, experience recently, especially this past year, or perhaps not. Um, but but first of all, is um, if you do, if you have felt into the trap of being binging on, on media news or um, you know, film watching. Just keep in mind that um, that is really not not your fault, not our fault. You know, or on very capacity for paying attention, for focusing, it has been um, very easily manipulated by technology, right? And, and by by the effects of living in a capitalist society that, that pushes us for consumption many different forms. So let's just always keep that in mind. We, we are under these like, like big hands of marketing strategies that wrap us completely, right? And so that's what uh, all these like 
streaming uh, Hulu, Netflix, and YouTube businesses do. Their goal is, is to enable or craving minor obsessive behaviors, uh, even like shopping and eating. Like there's always something, this desire to try something new. Um, and that, and then we live in this society that the pressure is to be hyper productive, uh, you know, like 100% of the time, regardless of our well being. And, and so sometimes the easiest thing to just kind of pause is just get on the screen. Um, because also part of our, you know, the way our urban uh, spaces, places have been construed by our society, um, have been done through a web of discourses that, that often bring this false sense of community, right? Uh, false sense of community engagement, like, malls or like just going out to a restaurant and consume again, right? Um, in, you know, instead of like I recently, last week I was hearing on, on NPR uh, how little we invest in libraries, but there have been recent studies of, of the good effects that libraries have in bringing community, but also having, you know, productive support for all of us and engaging. And so... So we, it's important to keep in mind that we're under all this umbrella that it's very easily just kind of, um, yeah, bring us in, into full senses of community. Uh, nevertheless, sometimes I think watching TV or a film, I'm just going to use TV, okay, but I'm referring to anything that has a screen because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from, the, from the generation where TV was. So, but that's what I, I'm, I'm trying to say, anything that has a screen and that captures you attention. And so um, using that emergency pedal is important to have awareness because our, mod- our bodies, our mind can, can take only so much trauma and stress. And sometimes it's important to pause. And whatever that pause means to you, in my case, as I shared earlier, dancing is a pause, <laughs> believe it or not, in a way, right? And so, uh, um, yeah, so I was saying that I recently had a, a, the unusual experience to be captured by, by a, a series on the screen that, um, yeah, I'm not a big uh, TV watcher, right? Until recently, I didn't have TV, in, uh, but, well, not so recently, maybe seven years now, <laughs> but for a long time I didn't. And uh, so I was really, it was, this is the, the weekend, the f- few days before the 4th of July, uh, um, my kitchen has been remodeled and I had no kitchen and it was just like a mess in there. And I was trying to like finish my work so I could have a relaxed weekend. And so I'm really like very committed and focused in, in, in doing my work and neglecting the, the things that I needed to do in the house. and. And then by, um, by the afternoon, I said, okay, I'm start, like, organizing the house so that I, I could feel organized too. But I just like, my, t- my body was like a feeling like I could do that and decided to sit and I uh, turned on the, the, the TV and started watching this series. It just captured my attention for whatever reason. And this is about um, four o'clock. Uh, but no, no, yeah, it is four o'clock and it was, this is the 4th of July actually by now is, is the 4th of July. And, um, and I realized, oh, as soon I got to get ready to, to get together with the friends or family to watch the fires. And, but I chose not to, I decided I'll just sit 
and continue watching because I was really like my mind was really captured by by the show and to the point that I even closed my blinds, closed everything, turned off the phone because I didn't want anybody calling me <laughs> and continue watching the series and you know stay up until two in the morning early open my blinds to see a little bit of the fireworks, stay up to two in the morning. And then I got up the next day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my kitchen now. Uh, and I continue watching the series while I'm doing the kitchen. And then I sat down again and continue. And it went on for almost two and a half days. Embarrassing. So through the whole process, I'm like dying of embarrassment. I couldn't believe that I'm doing this, right? So at some point I feel, okay, I got to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> so that's my embarrassing confession there. <laughs> but um, yeah, at some point I realized, okay, what's going on here? What is it, right? Um, uh, yeah, I knew that uh, I needed to like, get off my mind with the current situation that I had. I like, I knew that I needed to rest my body. And at that point, reading or meditating or doing like other thing wasn't an option. I just needed to sit. And so it was this great opportunity to be hooked on this, this show, which was silly. <laughs> I mean, it didn't have any minute. It just made me laugh. But that's, that's what I needed. Uh, and um, yeah, so... I feel that yeah, that behavior um, sometimes can be uh, unnoticed without really seeing what's what's happening. It's really known that it's it's in a, a detached behavior and in a sedentary physical inactivity that we, we bring to the body, right? Um, and then I realized also that yeah, it can bring this uh, sense of loneliness. Right? Because at that point, I wasn't really enjoying it with anybody. It was just, just me laughing and re um, enjoying it, but no one else to share it with. Um, so this is uh, per Thich Nhat Ham. He says that consuming media is like, um, like that is just running away and it doesn't have a lasting effect. You can forget your suffering for some time, but eventually you have to go back to yourself. He says the Buddha recommended that we should not try to run away from ourselves, but learn to take good care of ourselves and transform our suffering. And um, so, so we can, you know, I think that we can really turn experience, if that is our option, if that is your choice, that we can approach it mindfulness with the intentional conscious accepting that, that maybe that's our affinity. Whatever it is, like I was saying before my dance, so, you know, if that is that is something that you really enjoy it, um, yeah, investigate it. Investigate it. Like, that's that's what we do when we invite uh, you to come and sit and meditate with us. Like, I'm saying investigate. Not with your eyes closed, of course, right? But with, with you know, your mind open and aware um, kind of like when we do mindfulness of gardening, mindfulness of eating, or mindfulness of housework, we're saying like bring attention to everything that we're doing, to the emotions, the actions that are arising, and um, and also bring this empathic connection to what is it that was ha that is happening, 
And you could think about uh, mindfulness also as a process of bringing this kindness and empathic connection with, with others. Uh, it can definitely think help us to, to, to do that if we are aware. Um, at the same time, bring some awareness of the suffering that, um, that can be caused by unmindful consum consumption. Mm, so having awareness and strategies of how we do things, how we consume, or even like when I say, when we sit, we, you know, we invite you to have strategies to have techniques to sit and be aware. So the same way we could do when we watch meditation, the uh, same way we can do when we eat. Anything that we eat uh, can be wholesome or unwholesome for our bodies. So think of what we bring into our mind as consumption that nourish and protects our body or that it does not. And so treat it in, in a similar way, um, trying to bring a balance to everything that we do as we do with, with eating. So a balance um, and awareness of what we consume and also um, awareness of why we're doing it. And again, it could be to anything that, that you do, for example, um, if we listen uh, to music, having awareness of what kind of music we choose to listen, what effects it has in our body, if we choose to read, if we're addicted to reading the news or listening to the news, um, just having that awareness, what it, that, what it really does into our sense, uh, in, into our senses, and how that affects the way that we, we perceive the world, how that affects everything that we do or think about others, including when it's like election time, the more we watch, it influences how we vote too, right? So having that awareness on what is the intention of watching, what is it doing to our mind and who's, who's giving us that information. And so while we do that, um, I think it's, it's important to, to check in, to check in with our heart, with our mind, uh, as we consume and, and ask, how am I feeling? What am I really feeling? Feeling and feeding to the mind, to the mind and the body. And part of our practice here is to learn to perceive everything just as it is, to, to see and accept that spectrum of our humanity. So I say this because it's important that if if there's any guilt in what we're doing that is also bringing some healing and enjoyment that, that we understand, that we take care of our emotions of ourselves and understanding what's the craving, what, what's coming um, behind before that. Um, so, for example, if, you know, if we sit and watch uh, whatever television, like I can say, or media, or we're hooked into something that we really enjoy, it's uh, important to, to do some investigation and see if we're covering up for um, something that needs to be healed, some, some suffering or not. And if it's not, that's totally fine. Um, if there is some need that we need to address, or maybe just we're just simply tired, as I was explaining in my experience, or I was simply tired, and that's what I felt that it was helpful at, at that moment for me. So that is really um, key to have that awareness so that if, for example, there is suffering, that we don't add that second error that we sometimes we talk in, in Buddhism, right? The second error that brings more harm uh, and splash with guilt or shame like it was doing to me. 
right? So it's uh, just knowing, okay, this is how I feel right now. Nothing to change. I am tired. I am suffering. And at this moment, this is what I need. That's bringing the kind and caring compassion. Um, we can practice bringing, uh, for example, use a practice of rain at that time where we notice that we're um, accepting, accepting our condition, whatever is happening, whatever has led us to do what we do, um, accept that condition as it's happening fully, accept that, notice even include um, your emotions, your sensations, um, and just notice without naming, without changing, and without getting caught in the pain. Um, and investigate, take the, the opportunity. You recognize, you accept, you investigate, you unpack. If there is guilt or discomfort in what you choose to do, unpack that. Uh, not, 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 not with a bad thing. For example, if, if it's guilt, guilt is not always about a bad thing. It's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity to question it, to look at it, um, to, re to really uh, think that there's nothing really wrong there but just simply taking an opportunity to be responsible of our decisions. Um, um, and perhaps to question if what we're doing is really aligned with our values or not, but also aligned with what we need at that moment that we're doing something. And the idea is not to, to just wallow in, in, in guilt or, or letting ourselves also be off the hook of uh, responsibility of the decisions that we make. And um, so I think it's, it's, it's worth investigating, um, you know, and investigating with an attitude that is going to be nurturing for ourselves. So sometimes it may be okay to say, well, this is what I need now and do something to balance, you know, whether it's pausing for a little bit or maybe after the effect of doing something like that is um, journaling or reflecting and then bringing a Dharma talk like today. <laughs> so here are some tips I'm, I'm going to share to open. Uh, uh, I'm going to share a little bit some tips and then open for some reflections or, or thoughts or comments, editorials here. One is, uh, you know, if you're going to be binging on, on media or films um, or news, uh, whatever your 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 addiction is <laughs> is uh, connect with yourself again with a clear understanding on why you do why we do what we do so get in touch with the heart and choose wisely uh, like in in my case i uh, you know I, I had different shows that I could watch I, I, I usually choose a comedy when I feel really tired I want something light. Uh, and um, yes, you know, something that, that will experience uh, joy or laugh and pay attention, pay attention to the feelings, the responses um, as you're watching. And whenever it's possible, pause, pause and reflect. Uh, notice what's showing up and parent yourself, like take care of yourself as much as you can. It's a good opportunity to practice rain. And I know I talk about rain. If somebody doesn't know what rain is, that practice of rain, I'll be glad to share a little more. Um, take breaks from it and yeah, take a pause and, and uh, 
Yeah, avoid, avoid anything that brings guilt or shame. So, yeah. What do you guys think? Anyone uh, have experience of shame and guilt while you're binging on the screen? Yeah. Yes, Lars, which shows. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's not shows, it's just news, you know. News. News is so common. Yeah. Does anybody feel like this is, yeah, go ahead, um, it, It's interesting that I, I agree. Sometimes I find myself, uh, you know, I'll, I'll binge watch a show for a while and then, you know, then it's not interesting to me anymore. Um, and then sometimes I, I feel like I've watched a show uh, and I get frustrated because, you know, they're trying to stretch it out so much, you know, like on Netflix that the character is doing really stupid things. It's like, oh, this is ridiculous, you know, and then I, you know, I lose interest in it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't find that I, uh, you know, judge myself too harsh, harshly, uh, you know, this pandemic is, is, uh, been a difficult situation. And, uh, I think we're all, feeling well not all of us but uh, you know i have felt isolated at times and so it's been nice to just have something mindless to to do um so yeah it's a it's a guilty pleasure but uh i'm not feeling too much guilt <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> thank you I was thinking when when Lars was talking about the news is that I, I'm the polar opposite. I don't do the news. And sometimes I hear it. It's like, yeah, pretty much the same as it was the last time, um, you know, in a different way. But and I feel badly sometimes about that because I'm, I'm not completely in touch. But, um, you know, maybe I'm binge, av binge avoiding instead of binge watching. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> like you want to know what's going on, but then it, yeah, it seems to be consistently, again, every, if you check in every six months, it's, it's, you know, pretty much the same story, different characters, but to me, I don't know. Yeah. I noticed for myself, um, there's something about like, uh, like a reward, you know, it's like, um, like I'm a teacher and I'm on my summer break right now, but like during when I'm working, you know, um, uh, it'll feel like, oh, my whole day has been taken up doing things that I had to do, you know? And then at the end of the day, I just want to do something that's just for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like, I'll find myself scrolling on Instagram and um, sometimes that's fine, you know? And then there's other times where it's like, it does feel very kind of a day. Like for me, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always looking for like the, I follow people who do like little comedy skits, you know? So I'm always looking for like an, another one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I appreciate the, um, the the opportunity to reflect on on my use of media 
Um, and I, I also notice there's times when it's like, I, I think I'm lonely, you know, I'm doing this and I'm lonely, you know, yeah. or yeah. I'm tired. And I, you know, probably the right thing for me to do would be to put the phone down and get in my bed and go to sleep. Yeah. But um, it's like, it's, it's almost like that going back to that idea, but like having a reward and not having like enough time to maybe do something that I wanted to do during the day. Like I, I want to at least have a few minutes of time to do something that feels like it's just fun for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. That's so beautiful. You were going to say something, Don? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I kind of know how susceptible I am to the hook. <laughs> um, so, you know, somebody at work is talking about a series that they're watching or, uh, and it sounds interesting to me, you know, for the most part, I try to just kind of tuck it away because I know there's going to be a time for it. <laughs> uh, but I also know I can so easily get sucked in. So I kind of put it off. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then sometimes that has its own kind of backlash and uh, end up, you know, an era. <laughs> something years after uh, years after the first interest and it's all it's all done and packaged up on Netflix and <laughs> been mm -hmm. cool. um, but yeah I've noticed uh, my media consumption has gone up quite a bit and I and but also work the intensity of my work has gone up and so it feels like you know, my mm -hmm. some sort of coping um, coping kind of maybe like maybe even like me time like shannon says um mm -hmm. uh, but uh i also noticed today while we were sitting i had images come in from a from a show that i that i had watched and you know at this point i kind of treat it like well of course of course you know that's that's the way this works you see something and it's in there <laughs> And, you know, try not to grasp onto it and try not to propagate it. And I'm not even going to tell you guys what it was because I don't want to propagate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to propagate it to other people. Either. Um, you know, that's it can cause propagation if I'm not careful. Thanks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh... <laughs> I said I started like it's it's important to remember this umbrella that 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 is grasping all of us, right? Like uh, like you know remembering that like how we're being dragged into it and in, in a way or, or freedom to choose to to choose on where we want to concentrate is it's it's being manipulated, um, and so it, it's good to know is to to have that awareness and uh, if we cannot change the conditions that we are, right? That's what we learn here in our practice is like, notice like what, what conditions we have, what can we change and what we cannot change, right? And, um, and so one thing is, if this is what we have, is um, such an opportunity to understand why are we doing what we're doing, but also do it in, in again, in a, in a very kindful uh, and caring approach. So. You know, if we realize that, that we're experiencing loneliness, well, that's an opportunity to, yeah, this is real. Loneliness is here. 
Can, can I be caring about this, this part of me without being a shame, without trying to change it, just simply caring about that part? And if having this moment, as she said, for myself to do this is bringing ease, well, let me embrace this moment as it is. Um, if not wanting to know the news, I, I have chosen not to, not to, and, and I was, you know, an addicted. So it's like, we're always replacing, right? These this addictions this, for something else. Uh, like at, at some point I deleted all my apps, Facebook apps, <laughs> Instagrams, I've deleted them. And then I, I find myself, I'm still going back to look for them because I thought that I will stop. And so having that just like, wow, this is really hard to let go, right? So I stopped turning the radio on and reading the news and sometimes like, wow, I'm so disconnected. I am, but this is what feels right for me right now. And that doesn't mean that I don't care, but this is what, what makes me feel better and what brings ease so that I can be better for others, present for others. So always questioning and bringing that aspect. So everything that we'll learn here in sitting is about bringing it into the life, into life, into everything that we do. And it seems like many of you are experiencing is anyone here that is for first time sitting perhaps not less than maybe a month of experiencing meditation so you you learn you practice a lot here when you come in and, and and listen to different teachers and when you see it ideas to bring that in, in into practice i just came back from a session uh, a seven day uh, send retreat and there was no internet so i <laughs> I had, I am away. I remember that there was not going to be any internet and I downloaded only one show that was only for the first night and there was nothing after that. And it was like, wow, this is so hard. What an opportunity. Right? What an opportunity. I had no internet. What an opportunity. Go ahead, Anthony. You know, that reminds me, uh, the last uh, sit I was on, the first day, I was really bothered by songs that I heard on the radio on the way to the sit and then uh, scenes from movies. It's like, you know, I didn't want to let go, you know, and, and let my mind be empty. It was much, I wanted to hold on as long as possible to, to songs and, and uh, movies. And then, you know, by the, by the second day, you know, I was able to, to let those things go, but it, it's, it's interesting to watch to watch the mind, to be the observer of the mind. <laughs> yeah. It, thanks for sharing, Anthony. And it's also interesting to see how, like, what we feed either into our body or mind it stays there for a while, right? Like when we eat something, it stays in our body for a long time. It's the same for the mind. That's, that's what I, I was saying to you before. But also, again, like sometimes, hey, I enjoy my drinks, you know, <laughs> I enjoy my chocolates. So it's all a balance. It's all a balance. It's not about like uh, being critical of ourselves. It's a balance, understanding what we can hold in a wholesome way. See, it's not in. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Rosemary, it's good to bring out the different part of this into it uh, as far as the you know, it's different. It's, it's more hooks are out there in the consumeristic society to hook us in with these marketers and everything else that's out there. 
or clinging was something that was there from day one from the Buddhism. And then, uh, you know, I'm, that's like at that time they had no shows, but they got hooked also with different things. But I see how, you know, it's uh, so easy these days to, for me to get clinged into different things. Uh, but I was going to bring another one to it too. Uh, and also how more difficult it is for the kids, you know, with all these different games, I can just see then uh, they're out there, you know, just getting hooked into this and this and just see my son being on the Facebook. Are you on the, the show is going on? Are you watching the show? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching, but then I'm doing this stuff again. Also three, four different things at the same time. But um, in, in uh, my practice also, I, I, I think uh, I'm also uh, bringing out the uh, habit formation that we have, including coming to the groups and listening to the Dharma stuff. Sometimes I just do it out of the habit that is uh, out there rather than, you know, just like the thirst that uh, the freedom, the thirst for freedom, but out of just a habit. Uh, mm-hmm. Even on these, you know, coming to the groups or Dharma talks or just the stuff that the uh, podcast and this and that. So that can also become a habit. Just to, And we are creatures of habits. That's just like very deeply... Uh, ingrained in all of us as well as the animals i can just see you know the dog is always going the same route mm-hmm. <laughs> from one spot to the other there's so many different dimensions into it so i just thought i'll bring my collective thought on your speak about it but it's a good uh, topic especially in the lot of the pandemic that we had last year everybody's been home watching things doing different things but habit formation is a big one also not only in our mind but also with the different things that we do, you know, different days. Two o'clock, I got to do this thing. Yeah. Five o'clock, you got to go for a walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's beautiful. I'm glad you share that. Um, and again, I, I think it's, um, it's a, it, having that awareness and doing that investigation, for example, the habits, right? Um, it's not always a bad thing. It's not always like being guilt. I said before, feeling guilt is not a bad thing. It's it's an opportunity to explore and learn. So habits can also be a good thing. If 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 uh, for example, coming to a sit becomes a habit, uh, then explore well, what is the experience of this habit. Uh, and notice the difference when when there's more intentional, more intention about doing it, and when you're just showing up because like. This is a habit. Uh, you can try it and see what, what it does. Uh, and I say habits sometimes is a good thing is because even when we do a meditation, when we do a retreat, there's certain things that we repeat to, 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 to train the mind right? to, to do this habit. So it's like, uh, you know, we sit, we, we, we ring the bell. Again, it's, it's, it's a habit, it's, it's, it's like a tradition, you can call it, but it's something that we repeatedly do to tell the mind, okay, we're going to do this. Right? So there's certain habits that are good, right? And there are that may not be, but either way, it's, it's this balance, it's, in, it's this investigation, what does it mean for me in this moment? Not what it meant yesterday or what I'm going to do with this tomorrow, but in this moment that I'm doing this. This beautiful craving line, it's always creating ideas. Go ahead, Don. 
Oh, it's just uh, what Ali said. It, it reminded me of something I shared with the men's group on Monday night. Um, uh, I was listening to a podcast by a behavioral uh, psychologist. And uh, she was talking about using the strategy of, she calls it defaulting. And like, I, if you can successfully do it, have your try to work at where your default behavior is relatively healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, get, I look at like my lunches at work. So my default behavior is to take hot lunch in my thermos. That's healthy. And then on the days where I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know, like, what do I want to do? Like, do I want to go out mm-hmm. to lunch? Do and I and I'm indecisive. I go with my default, and I end up eating better that day than I would have otherwise. But you know, coming to Sangha on Sunday morning is my default. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a habit, but I get so much benefit from being here that it's a good habit. It's a good default. Um, mm. So just yeah. to echo what you guys are saying. And, yeah. You know, I wish I could, I wish I could find some better defaults for, for other things, but <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, keep working on that. Thanks. I want to make sure that I um, give the opportunity to those that haven't shared. You don't need to share if you don't feel like, but I see you. Or any questions? There's something you didn't like or didn't agree. This is good practice for us. Actually, you know, I mean, it's not on the topic, but I'm kind of interested in your... um, your, your activism, I mean, but it's, it's getting, you don't have a lot of time, but, um, you know, that's something that Lars and I did the ECOSAFA training, and um, I was wondering about your, you know, I mean, if you have anything you want to say about that. Oh, <laughs> well, we're almost at the end. Um, I, I said, I did a, a yeah, thing yeah, the other it's, day. It's, it's okay. It's, uh, it is something that is of interest, but we could save it for another time. We can like continue. The, I don't know if you were here when I started like last year before the pandemic. I I came I, in person and we had plan about doing something like a gathering to do more reflection. Um, I, I've been thinking a lot about that during these past months, especially at, at my work. I don't know if you guys know, I, I work at Inside LA and we're doing a... a we're doing some some work um, for on diversity and inclusivity, and uh, it's it's uh, and it's very interesting, very rich of uh, information on how we perceive, um, and you know it was very apparent for me. I I I let I move away from that. That was my profession of activism, which has this lens of social justice, right? Um, and moved into this field, dedicating my life to this because the, 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 the lens that I want to see things is in, in, in terms of healing. Right? And so I'm, I'm just going to leave you with that because uh, sometimes when we, when we think about justice, um, we, we can also bring harm in that process. Um, and so I like to think more of, of justice in the sense of healing. And, um, 
and investigating um, where is that desire of healing or justice is coming from. And so investigating where is that coming from so that that very related to what I was sharing today is um, um, if we have uh, information about where this is, where is this need, where is this desire coming from, then then we can operate in, in a more wholesome way. That doesn't mean that everything we do is not like, look, everything we do brings some harm. There's, there's just no way. But you have, we have to think what's 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 the, what brings the least harm to myself and to others? Thank you. <laughs> I, I hope that, <laughs> that brings a little bit of clarity, no more confusion. <laughs> but thank you, maybe next time. So. So any last minutes, comments, suggestions? If not, we can leave the last few minutes to sit in silence. Don, if you want to put the announcement of the donation, the Dana for the wedding. Uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just mention it again. Um, for those of you who weren't on at the very beginning, uh, we're gonna have a celebration of, of Casey and Katie's marriage. Um, it's gonna be on August the 8th which is Sunday. Uh, it'll be in the afternoon. It'll be outdoors. Um, and uh, if you want to contribute towards a gift or food, uh, you can send 10. The suggested is 10 to 20, but whatever, whatever you can uh, afford um, to uh, Sue, um, who also collects our Donna. And um, that's all the details I have right now. So stay tuned for, for, uh, for more details. Thank you. So let's do two minutes of silence and then I'll ring the bell and we leave the last minute to say goodbye or till next time.
Thank you, it was a pleasure, have a beautiful day. You have just listened to a recording from Insight LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.